Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. In the 18th century, two brilliant intellectual men, a man by the name of Gilbert West and another one named Lord Littleton, had decided that if they could refute two great fundamentals, Christianity would fall. That if they could, could somehow explain away these two great truths, uh, the entire Christian doctrine would crumble. And what were those two things? The resurrection of Christ and the conversion of Paul. So, Gilbert West took as his assignment to refute the resurrection of Christ. Lord Littleton took as his assignment the conversion of Paul. It's a fascinating story. Both of them began to research and study and dig and write a treatise. And the glorious end of the story is that at the end, both of these men ended up on their knees confessing Christ as Savior. Friends, I want you to know the conversion of Paul was real because the resurrection of Christ was real. That was the message of Paul's testimony in Acts chapter number 26. It's all about a living Savior and the difference he makes in our lives. We've come to the end of the chapter and now to the the final interaction, the response of King Agrippa to the Apostle Paul. You remember when we left in verse 27, Paul said, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up, and the governor, and Bernice, and they that sat with him, And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Then said Agrippa unto Festus, This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. And so Paul is kept in prison. But the tragedy of the the end of Acts 26 is not that Paul is kept in prison. He's already spent two years at Caesarea Maritime by this point. Uh, But that's not time wasted. He's on the journey with the Lord, and God has him here for this period to give a gospel testimony. It's not sad that Paul's still in prison. It's sad that Agrippa refused to believe the gospel. In fact, there is this word that rings in my ear, and I think it will ring through the halls of hell in eternity. It is this sad word, almost. Think how many people someday will say, almost, I believed. Almost, I was a Christian. Almost, almost. The hymn writer wrote, almost persuaded now to believe. It comes from this passage of Scripture. Almost will I receive Christ. No, friend, there is no almost. Uh, Paul's word in verse 29 is almost and altogether. Man's way is almost. God's way is altogether. It is not enough to give some intellectual nod to God. It is not enough to even be emotionally moved 
No, we must all together say, yes, I will believe the gospel and place my eternal destiny on the finished work of Jesus Christ. I want to draw your attention to three words today, I think, that really reveal the heart. All three words are found here in this discussion. In Acts chapter number 26 and verse number 29, here's the first word. Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day. There's the little word, all. This is the Savior's word. Uh, God loves all people. Christ wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus died for every man, tasted death for every man. Uh, This all-inclusive word, all, reveals the heart of the Savior, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so the word all is the heart of the Savior. But there's a second word, and it is this word. He said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost. So the word almost, it was Agrippa's word. Paul's repeating it back to him now. Uh, The word almost is the sinner's word. Think how many sinners almost come to that point, almost are willing to make a decision. I'm convinced that hell will be full of souls who really knew the truth, acknowledged it mentally, uh, were going to make a decision. In fact, had the best of intentions, but friend, to be almost saved is to be completely lost. Uh, God does no almost work in salvation. No, his work is a complete work. Uh, Don't be an almost person. Don't be almost a Christian. Somebody that's listening to me has been delaying. You've put it off and put it off and put it off. You've been almost persuaded. Don't you think now you ought to repent and believe the gospel? Don't you think it's about time for you to acknowledge that your way leads to death and Jesus' way leads to life? Uh, Don't you want to get off the path that leads to destruction and get on the path that leads to life everlasting? Uh, Do away with the sinner's word, almost, and instead say, Lord, I want thy complete salvation. So the word all reveals the heart of the Savior. The word almost reveals the heart of the sinner. But there's one more word, and it's, it's powerful. It's Paul's word. Listen to it. I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and all together, such as I am, except these bonds. If all is the Savior's word and almost is the sinner's word, then all together is the soul winner's word. This reveals the heart of of Paul. He's looking around at all these people, all these heathen people, and he's saying, I want all of you to know all that I have come to know. I want you to enter in to all of the joy of peace with God, all of what it means to have your sins forgiven, all of the the personal knowledge of who Christ is, all together. I do love the fact he said, I wish you were just like me, except for these chains, except for the fact I'm in prison and in bonds. He said, I don't wish that on you, but I wish that you would know this salvation. In fact, I can hear the the tone of the apostle even as I read this verse. Can't you hear it? I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds. Can you hear the the tenderness? Can you hear the, the pathos in his voice? Can you hear the passion of his life? What is it? He just wants people to be saved. His heart 
is Christ's heart. He's gotten so close to the Lord that the Lord's passion has become his passion. And now what is his greatest desire? He wants Agrippa and everybody in that room to know Jesus. Would to God we'd get that burden again. That it wouldn't just be going through the motions of saying we believe the gospel and we want people to be saved. If I say to you, uh, do you want people to be saved? People say yes. All right, who? Who do you want to witness to this day? Who you're trying to take to heaven with you? Let's get specific about it. Let's get personal about it. Let's ask the Lord to help us have a heart for sinners so that they can be drawn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was the essence of a gospel witness. He was the essence of the gospel testimony. He was the essence of the passionate soul winner. And I don't know about you, I want to be more like that today. Lord, we know your heart is for all people. We know the world is full of people who are almost but lost. But may we this day get the all together in our souls. May we desire salvation of all people and seek to go after them while we still can. May the Lord use you today right where you are to point someone to Jesus Christ. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ. Christ.